everybody, it's me, Matt, and welcome to the second episode of Matt's Reckless Review of Everything. We had scheduling conflicts over the weekend, so we didn't get to do a Griffcast. So today you'll be listening to my review of Zack Snyder's cut of The Justice League. Before anyone gets any ideas about this, I already had HBO Max, so I didn't pay any extra to watch this movie. I already had it. If it hadn't been for that, I was already subscribed to HBO Max. I wouldn't have subscribed to seen this. I wouldn't have asked for someone's password to. I would not have exerted the smallest extra effort to see this movie because I truly didn't care. However, we do still have to make content, and it was free, so I thought, well, what the hell? And right off the bat, for anyone that doesn't know, it is four fucking hours long. Four hours and two minutes. That's twice the length of the original sex pest soy boy Joss Whedon cut. So know that going into it, I'm not a big fan of long movies. I think most long movies can be cut shorter and they don't justify it. That doesn't mean all of them. There are some movies that are long that need to be long but not all of them if citizen kane can be about two hours so can probably fucking justice league another thing the aspect ratio on this is four three which i don't like make it 16 9 that's what all the devices are now that's what people are gonna watch it on now when i watched this movie it took me four sittings because i would sit and watch it a little bit until i got bored until I got really bored, because it's still a pretty boring movie. Because the biggest additions in length aren't really new scenes. There are new scenes in it, but what it really felt like was taking scenes from the original and just making them unbearably long. And all, especially a lot of the action scenes have that Zack Snyder slow down, like do the slow-mo action. So you could tell what's going on, but the problem is... He didn't need that in this movie because it already felt like time was moving so slow around me. Like, there's one scene where uh, Cyborg, when he was playing college football, it takes him like 20 fucking minutes to score a touchdown. It doesn't need to be this long. It's just Zack Snyder, master of Rattori, looking at awe at these superhero gods. If you ask me which is better... That's tough because as movies, I would have to give it to Snyder just for the sake that it feels better as a movie because it is someone's vision. You can tell it's that I'm not going to call it a piece of art, but it is a movie that someone had passion for and it is their, maybe not their complete, complete vision, but overall their vision. Whereas the Whedon version you can tell it was a hodgepodge in reshots and think some things don't fit. It felt kind of scrambled. But the Whedon movie, I would rather watch now. Like, if someone's like, Matt, which you would you rather watch? I'd pick Whedon because it's only fucking two hours long. I don't have to waste an extra two hours being bored at this stupid shit. Zack Snyder one cut out all the bad soy banter, that terrible Marvel, and now Star Wars has it too. Little cutesy bantering and quips that it's all the rage at Disney. That's fucking trash. Feels like sandpaper just smoothing over all the wrinkles in my brain. 
So that's another point for the Snyder Cut. That's my overall impressions. I'm going to get into the plot of the movie as I remembered it. Because quite frankly, even though it was the only thing I was doing, I wasn't on my phone a lot because I was watching it on my phone. Uh, I didn't pay that much attention. It was boring. And I'm not going to have anyone be like, why are you reviewing something you barely pay attention to? Because guess what? I watched it and it couldn't keep my interest. That's the movie's fault because it fucking sucked. So... Uh, first thing I noticed is the bad guy, Steppenwolf. His armor did look better. had a cooler effect. But there's something about his face that so un- made me so uncomfortable through the whole movie. And I couldn't figure it out till the very end. But it, it's his eyes. He always looks like he's about to cry. He has such sad eyes. They look exactly like there's a specific meme of a like a kitten and he's in a bed looking at a phone, and he's crying. His eyes are full of tears, and it's the same exact eyes as fucking Steppenwolf has. I don't know. I I don't like that one part of his design, and overall his character didn't feel as, like, dangerous or as much of a threat. Maybe not as a threat, but he just felt kind of like like a bitch. He was constantly sad. He was trying to suck up to dark side. And I I don't get why Darkseid didn't like him. Because in the original cut, Steppenwolf tried to conquer Earth, fucked up and lost. And then Darkseid would, of course, be mad. In this one, Darkseid fucked up. So I don't know why Steppenwolf isn't on his good graces. And I also don't really care at this point. The crux of this movie is Batman trying to make the Justice League. Uh, he already has Wonder Woman because he met Wonder Woman when they fought um, the troll guy in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, he tries to find Aquaman. He goes to Russia or some Norwegian place. And right there, you know, you don't have to be a master detective to figure out who's fucking Aquaman. Because Aquaman's the only guy that doesn't look Russian and, two speaks perfect English. Uh, Aquaman tells him no and has a weird scene where all these women start singing at him as he swims away. Uh, they look like some midsummer ass women. It was weird. Uh, Aquaman's whole thing is he's brooding and he's half merman, half man, man. He goes back to Atlantis and he meets William Defoe. It's nice to see William Defoe. Uh, it's good he's only in a couple scenes, but you get that money, Will. And it's that, you know, you have to fulfill your destiny and sit up. I didn't watch the Aquaman movies. So I don't know what exactly his fucking deal is, but I guess they had to put some drama in this because a lot of, like, the scenes that were completely added that weren't just extensions of older scenes was adding character and backstory to not Batman and Wonder Woman because I believe everyone knows Batman's backstory. It's been... Fucking five movies last 20 years. And Wonder Woman had her movie before this. So they got them. So everyone else is trying to cram origin stories into this to make them work. Flash, we learn his dad's in jail for the th- he being falsely accused of killing Flash's mom. Uh, I don't. Oh, and then he has a scene where he does a job interview. It's another scene that just takes for fucking ever. They have a music montage of him saving a woman who 
she got in her car and she got hit by a guy trying to get his burger off the floor, which mad respect to that. Um, I can't fault him for that. If you drop your burger on the ground, if you drop your burger on the ground of your car, you're allowed to get that. Anything else is like, that's what insurance is fucking for. But he saves her. It takes for fucking ever. It could have just been five minutes. Like, whatever. We all get what the fucking Flash's power is. Batman recruits him easy. The Flash is actually an okay character in this movie. I think he's endearing. I thought he'd be a little too soy, but he's the but he's just endearing and he's all right. He's probably the least offensive of all of them and the most interesting and human. Now, who got the most backstory was Cyborg. His dad plays a much much bigger role in this and we see more of Cyborg's backstory. We see he was a football player. He got uh, hit by a car, which he blamed. He got hit by a car. It killed his mom, who's in the car with him. His dad wasn't there because he's a busy science man. Now, he blames his dad for his mom's death. But unless his dad was driving the car that hit them, I don't see how it was his dad's fault. Like, What would he have done? I, I, I don't get that part, but... Um, we follow around his dad in the laboratory so fucking much. I felt like I worked an actual eight-hour shift in there. And you can make me a science man. He's studying Superman's spaceship. I forgot that Superman had a spaceship. Why does he have a spaceship? Now that I'm thinking about it. There was this stuff from Man of Steel I don't remember. What the fuck did... Was he shot down in a pod? whatever I don't give a shit these whole movies are just fucking baffling uh, so after they all kind of team up J.J. Simmons that's not his name J.K. Simmons he's not J. Jonah Jameson J.K. Simmons shows up he's fun again you get that money Mr. Simmons but completely wasted as Commissioner Gordon they fight Steppenwolf and the cinematography and the fight I will give the Zack Snyder, he's good with cinematography and fights. I don't like the slow motion thing as much. He could tend to overuse that to drag on. But you at least know what's going on. Like, if you look at uh, his peer, Michael Bay, in those fight scenes, you can't tell what the fuck's going on. It's just CGI vomit all over the screen. Where I will give Zack Snyder props. You can clearly tell what's going on during every fight scene. And... They don't ever really feel too outmatched by Steppenwolf. So, I don't really get why later their whole plan hinges on saving Superman. Because he's the only one that stops Steppenwolf. Because, like, I I think they could have taken him. And Superman, through this, feels more like... Through the whole movie, feels like more of a plot device than a character in his own right. Because he's... Despite it still being a four-hour movie, he doesn't have hardly any extra scenes. The only one I remember is one little one where he talks to Alfred, or he just shows up. He says, "Alfred, what's going on?" And he's like, "Master, Master Kent," and then that was it. And he sports uh, some emo black Superman outfit, which is like, whatever. I don't care. Like, I will give. Zack Snyder props was again. That is a very Zack Snyder move. Because in art, I'd say one of the most important commandments is to thine own self be true. Steppenwolf 
finds out that something called the anti-life equation is on written on the surface of the earth and his plan changes from conquering the earth and presumably destroying it with the mother boxes to conquering the earth and destroying it with the mother boxes it's a plot point that was rightfully taken out of the Joss Whedon cut because it adds absolutely nothing it changes nothing in the movie because their plan was already to basically destroy the Earth. I, that's what I understand the mother boxes were going to do. Or if not, like, what's the difference between conquering Earth by a bunch of homicidal maniacs? I think they said would change all humans into parademons, which seems like death already, basically. So what's the difference between that and just blowing up the surface of the Earth? The point of that was just nerd cred. Like, oh, there's actually the anti-life equation. Remember that? And an excuse to show Darkseid, who doesn't look all that great. He's just like one monotone, lumpy, gray, like dark brown guy. I guess dark gray. It's not a good color or a good look. He's just lumpy. It's, he looks stupid. And then there's also some old lady standing with him. And a guy whose name was almost Darkseid, but it wasn't Darkseid. It was like Darkseed. And he looks like the one guy from the first Avengers movie who was like Thando's um, henchman or like speaker or something. He was part of the uh, Chinari, like the leader of them, I guess. I don't, I don't remember. All these big bucket bad guys look the same. They'll just like CGI vomit. It's, it's terrible. I, I hate it. I hate, I, hate, I hate all these fucking superhero movies. I hate all they do is fight these big, lumpy bad guys whose stupid-looking armor look like out of a fucking video game. They just fight PlayStation 4 cutscene characters. It, it, it's really infuriating. I don't get why people like this shit. It's, I gotta get back to the plot. Um, yeah, Wonder Woman foils a dumb bank scene once and that's something i don't get about wonder woman is her strength and power seem to change throughout the movie just depending what scene she's in because she was running faster than bullets during the bank heist scene i don't think she's able to do that again her powers are just really ill-defined and that's not just oh i mean wonder woman has it the worst in this and aquaman too a little but that's a common problem a lot of super movies superhero movies have is their characters powers change depending on what the scene needs so it's not unique to this but she has it the worst of any of the other characters and this movie is more sweary and more violent uh steppenwolf gets just fucking murdered like superman beats the shit out of him and then he throws him through a portal while wonder woman cuts off his head Batman says the F word, uh, fuck. Uh, so, again, it's goofy and stupid, but it's at least true to Zack Snyder's vision. So, he gets a little cred where he's not just doing it to be edgy necessarily. He's doing it because that is his legitimate vision. And that is, that's him. He is to his own self being true. Martian Manhunter is also in this. And his CGI looks terrible. He has one scene where he tells Lois Lane to stop being sad. And we also learn Lois Lane's pregnant. I don't remember if there's a positive pregnancy test. 
But there was pregnancy test strips in her drawer at one point, so I guess that's something we'll never see because hope by, by the grace of God, there won't be a fucking sequel to this shit. But I guess she was going to be pregnant. That didn't go uh, really anywhere. Then there's... Uh, then Martian Manhunter just shows up at Batman's lakeside house of mirrors and just says to him, hey, nice job fighting Darkseid. I'll join you next time. Like, where the fuck were you now? That was that was just another one of those like, little cameos. Like, ah, I'll be there next time. Where was I this time? I don't know. Maybe they didn't get to cast me in time. Who knows? More importantly, who cares? Not me. Then we get to the worst fucking scene. It's not, it's it's like a post-credit scene, but before the credits, where I think it was right before the Martian Manhunter showed up to talk to Batman, where Batman is looking at the future, and everything's all fucked up. I can only assume Darkseid has taken over because there's parademons flying around and bad guy spaceships, and it's him, uh... What's that guy's name? Deadstroke. The um, Aquaman's girlfriend. The Flash. Cyborg. Batman. Who is still wearing his Batman outfit, but then with a blazer. Not a blazer. A duster over it. I don't... (laughs) I thought that was really stupid. Like, just wear one or the other, homie. And we see Jared Leto's Joker. Yay. This is a te- he sucks so bad. It's so bad. His laugh is terrible. His character is so goofy, and they have the dumbest conversations. One of the dumbest conversations I've ever seen in a movie. Zack Snyder was probably jerking off while he was writing. I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be so cool. Joker and Batman are going to interrogate each other. How many dead eyes can you look into, Batman, before you're really sad? They had some, like, sad off, and I... What I hate about it is, yes, we know Batman and Joker are rivals, but we don't know the specific rivalry between this Batman and this Joker. Because as far as I know, unless something happened in another movie, this is the first time they ever fucking talked to each other. So all that, like, emotion isn't there. It's just based on our assumptions of knowing that instead of showing us that. The point of the movie is to make us care about it, not just show up these two symbols and say, look, there it is. Feel these emotions without making you. Because... I don't know what their fucking backstory is. None of that has any weight. It's just two guys that have been, I guess, fighting each other. There's a vague reference he killed Robin. It would have been nice if I would have fucking known that before, but now it's just, oh, okay. It And then a Harley Quinn died too. Like, show me this shit. You need to earn that confrontation. Batman and... Uh, Joker talking like that should be emotional, but it's not because there's nothing fucking building up to it. It's at the end of the movie where Joker wasn't in it at all. Batman never fucking mentions him. It's lazy. And that's what gets to this whole movie. This whole movie is incredibly lazy. Where like that scene, it's all building up on you already liking this shit. There's no pretense of real backstory in that 
everyone has like the uh, ch- cyborg and flash have crammed in really quick backstories to make you care but they don't earn it or work for it like not necessarily even need their own movies but well yes they do in this case they do because you need to build up to that or just make it about one character have it more singularly focused for an emotional attachment because I don't care about these characters. You just brought them all in and threw them up on the screen and you're going to sue my care because I'm watching it because I'm some superhero fanboy that's jerking off and can't fucking wait till I see them and know all their backstories. And it's just... It's incredibly lazy. And it's because Zack Snyder doesn't see them as characters, as people. These are gods to them this is we are lonely peons just watching a war in heaven watching these gods operate on a level we can't fathom or comprehend so all we get to see is just whoa cool fighting this is amazing this isn't a movie this is just the next fix for a junkie this is just hating all that dopamine so you can't do that hard arduous work of building up and making people care it's just giving them that fix, injecting it right into their fucking veins, that pure enjoyment from beginning to end, just masturbatory filth. Oh, and then um, Lex Luthor breaks out of Arkham Asylum and uh, talks to Deadstroke and tells uh, him that Batman is Bruce Wayne, which at this point, what's it fucking matter? So anyway, that was uh, Justice League. This gets two thumbs down. This is... I'll classify it as a stinky movie. This movie stinks. Don't watch it. I should cancel HBO Max, but they have True Detective and The Sopranos. So I'm kind of stuck with it. And I'm going to watch Godzilla vs. King Kong. I mean, that's going to be stupid, but hopefully they just lean into it. So anyways, that's Matt's reckless review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you like my review, give me five stars on iTunes. If you didn't, go fuck yourself. Your opinion sucks, and superhero movies are for babies. All right, bye.